We're saying hello here at Get Ready to Rock to a legendary guitar player, frontman. Hello to Neil Sean. Hello, Neil. Hi, Dave. How's it going this morning? It's great to talk to you. We finally, uh, as we do with a lot of artists, we uh, we finally track you down and uh, and talk about your career, which uh, stretches right back to. Uh, you know, the 60s and beyond, really. Um, we're talking now in um, June of 2015, just on the back of a, a new album release called Vortex. But did you ever think, Neil, that 40 years plus on, getting on now for 45 years, you'd still have such a great career in music? Well, you know what? I never, no, I never thought about it, actually, but never in it for any other reason but to, be, to play music. And so, you know, creating music is endless. If that's what you're in it for, then you are going to be able to create and create throughout your whole life. Uh, it's up to you to, you know, imagine what you want to put out there and, and go for it. Um, like I said, endless music. And we always come back in full circle, uh, like I have with Carlos Santana and all the original members. We just completed another Santana record. Santana 4 is coming out next year and probably some co-headlining dates with Journey in Santana with co-mingling in between bands. And so it's for it goes on forever. As long as you're healthy and you're playing well, it goes on forever. And uh, it, it's amazing because your career started very early um, in terms of uh, high, higher profile. And uh, that was with the Santana band back in uh, around about 1970, really. Um, you missed out, I think, on Woodstock, but you were about, I think you were 15 at the time. It must have been tremendous to get that Santana gig. I mean, what do you remember of that particular period, Neil? You know, when you joined a, a really big band like Santana. Well, it was, you know, it was very mind-boggling for me. Uh, you know, I uh, was in a sophomore in high school, and then I met these guys, and I hated high school, and so, um, you know, I, I, I met Greg Raleigh. He came in and heard me play Michael Street at some club in the peninsula. And um, the club owner allowed us to, you know, when when everybody left and the club closed, he closed the club, and he allowed us to jam till about 4 or 5 in the morning uh, where I got to play with these guys and they could see what I was about at that point uh, when I was 15. And I guess they liked what they heard, and, you know, I started hanging out with Greg Raleigh a lot. Uh, you know, his father had a place down in the peninsula. He had a piano there. And he picked me up from school, and I'd go and play guitar with him. And we'd jam and, and sort of write some ideas. And that was the beginning of it, you know, me being in Santana. And it was really from just, you know, playing around a lot. Um, you know, I would suggest for any young player, uh, I know there's not as many cool blues clubs and clubs that you can sit in any longer as there was in the 60s and the 70s, but... You know, um, that's what you do. You get out and you do scene, you know. Play as much as you can with as many people as you can. And hopefully you get seen like I did. And people will, will pick up on you and and uh, want you to join them. We assume, Neil, you were just happy being in an internationally known band. But the focus was firmly on the band leader, evidently, um, you know, Carlos Santana. How, how did that square off with your own aspirations for guitar playing? I mean, did you feel um, after a time you were in a bit of a straitjacket? Actually, not at all. You know, I work really well with Carlos. Even the last record, the new record that we just completed, I didn't feel like that. I'm completely happy to sit in the back until, you know, he, 
like nods at me, and when he when he nods at me, he wants me to play, you know. And and then I really do play, and I don't hold back. Um, but I I love listening to him play, and I've learned so much from Carlos about the melodic side of the guitar. As when I first joined him when I was 15, I was pretty much of a, a speedy, you know, blues, fiery blues player um, from all the chops I had picked up from all your mates from England, you know, it was uh, Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and uh, Jimmy Page. And I sort of, you know, threw all those guys in one bag and um, took their favorite licks and stuck them in my pocket. And that's what I was doing when I first joined the Santana band with some different sounds. You know, I, I think I used a wah-wah pedal a, a bit different than most everybody. And now, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that use it as a filter, like uh, Joe Satriani. Um, I sort of gotten away from that. And even, it's funny, on this last Santana record, Carlos was on the wah-wah the whole time, so I never hit a wah-wah pedal. But it was sort of what I was known for in the early days. And you just kind of adapt to the situation. But really, no, I don't feel uh, in a straitjacket at all playing with Carlos. It's, it's not a competitive thing between him and I. It's uh, it's like a beautiful thing. It's, it's music, you know. We're creating together. And uh, it's not about, you know, uh, being in the lead all the time. You know, everybody has their time to share and shine in a band like that. And um, that's what, it, what that band is about. It's all based on rhythm, you know, lots of rhythm. African rhythm, Cuban rhythm, Latin rhythm. And, um, you know, it's going to motivate people whether or not there's guitar on it. I mean, even with the addition of Greg Raleigh coming back, it immediately sounded like old Santana. I mean, Carlos, you can identify his playing in two seconds flat. Uh, Greg Raleigh is the same. When he started playing the B3 organ and singing, uh, we just did two dates together in Mexico uh, with Journey and Santana. And, you know, when Greg came on stage with Carlos, it was like Elvis. Uh, you know, he started singing Black Magic Woman, Peter Green song, and the place came unglued. And then I came on, and it was even more unglued. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Have you kept in touch with Carlos Santana over the years, or have you just sort of like touched base fairly recently? No, we've um, remained friends, and um, there was there were some years that went by where we didn't see each other very much after the band broke up, uh, and we moved on to to create the beginning of Journey with Greg and myself and everybody else. And um, but then, you know, uh, ten years later. We started running these into each other, and we started talking more and becoming actually better friends than when I had left the band. And so we, we, you know, just a long-term friendship. Both of us being together so much because we both get inspired from one another. He's trying to talk me into buying a house on his block up in Vegas, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know if I can handle Vegas. You know, I'd love to live down the block from him because he's a very cool guy to hang out with. Um, you know, he's got so much music all the time. I've never seen anybody that has such a catalog of music um, and, and things that nobody's ever heard of that are from Africa and all over the world, just world music and great stuff. Uh, and I don't know where he finds it, but he has a ton of it. Never a lack of inspiration coming from that guy. No, it's a real stimulating experience being with him. Yeah. I had to make the choice of going with Eric or Carlos, and, you know, I, I wanted to go both places at the same time. But, you know, um, 
Carlos is definitely one of my mentors, you know, taught me a lot uh, about everything, not just playing. He's, he's very, you know, he's very, he's got his feet deep in the ground and he's got a great head on him. You know, he's in a very good place right now. Probably the best ever. Well, what can we look forward to, Neil, you know, in the next year or so? You're going to be very busy with, um, you know, touring with uh, Journey Santana and presumably a new album from Santana featuring some of the original members back in 1970, you know. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just going to take it as it comes, leaving it up to uh, a booking agent and uh, management to pull it all together so that it's feasible. I mean, obviously, I can only be in one place at, at you know at a time and i'm i'm gonna like play as much as i can because uh, i'm really enjoying it and uh wherever i can you know stick in a solo date for myself i'm gonna do it and um that's it you know yeah well we wish you all the very best with that neil and we're really grateful for your time today talking about your career really in in its widest form and uh you know best of luck with this new new album i'm i'm hoping people will also look back to some of those other solo albums because they are really worth uh, investigating um well if they don't you know they they will event inevitably hear me playing them live because i am constructing a set and I will play live out by myself, and that's where those songs will live, you know? All right, Dave. Thank you, Neil. Take care.